Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. <clears throat> Ross is dead. Wait, that's not right. Ross is gone. Dead or gone? Anybody? Uh, I think he... Uh, herpes flare Mother up. of fucking Christ with that goddamn still, microphone. Why is this still even on the table? Because Giorgio is setting you up to fail, to be honest. Yeah, you know, uh, Ross is gone. I got to inject a little. I'll inject a little what? Semen into his asshole? What the fuck? Finish your sentence. Maybe. It's still... He's so high right now. Yeah, that's true. He, <laughs> so you did it in reverse order, though. You ate a burrito, then you got high. What the fuck's wrong with you? I, I, was, I was really hungry. Okay. That doesn't make sense, but um, uh, we have <clears throat> special guest today, Gerard Michaels from Gas Digital Comedian, Dirtbag. You look, you look like a dirtbag. I don't know for sure, totally. but you yeah. look like one. The Ross is dead. Long live the new Ross. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Keep that going in the chat. Uh, Long live the new Ross, please. Long live um, the, yeah. The Ross is dead. Long AIDS 2.0 electric boogaloo is what people are saying. Wow. Um, which is, I don't know if branding-wise that makes sense. This is 8%? Yeah, it doesn't taste like it, This right? goes down super smooth. Yeah, you'll be dead before you go. No. That's I'm, the I'm, chair people go to die. Right is there. that right? Really? Oh, yeah. Well. I'll tell you what. This uh, this can have some interesting implications for the dating <laughs> scene right here. I, I enjoy this. Yeah, well. What flavor you crack? I'm a peach man, personally. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like to, like to dig my mouth in some peach from time to time, you know? Same. We're talking Juicy. about eating ass, right? Yes. Okay. Clearly. Might yeah. be dangerous this time of year in Texas. Uh, you, dude, you know what? You're not kidding, man. It's like stupid hot out here, man. Like, I mean, I'm hotter than a Kardashian at a slave auction out in mm. this mother. This is yeah. like, and wetter than one, too. Yeah. It is it is record heat, and the Kardashians like black dudes. That's, yep. I explained the, that's jokes. That's the bit. That's, my, that's what I do. So, <clears throat> uh, Bob, you had a song. Speaking of... Uh, um, Sexual stuff. <laughs> There's this, uh, and I'm, I'm doing this to promote the show. Softcore did a Patreon show, or they're they're putting. When does it come out? Today. Today comes out today. So <laughs> Softcore has a Patreon show coming out later today, and they're reviewing like old school. I guess this is blues music. Mm. It's like dirty blues, is what it's called. Yeah, but it but, is like, but it's I, from like the 40, 30s, forties, and fifties, and it's super graphic, it, fucked up. Oh, I love, I know this stuff. This stuff's yeah. good stuff. This it's is really like, funny. It's, it's mo- like uh, call me daddy and slap my titties. Kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. not far off. <laughs> I like this stuff. We'll play this. But yeah, I'll play it. Right. Yeah, play this song. This song's. Uh, that I like yeah. best, and every evening we get set. I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy. Seldom plays and never purrs, and I love the thoughts it stirs. But I don't mind because it hurts my girl's pussy. Often it goes out at night, returns at break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always nice and warm. It's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean. But it's the best I've ever seen, is my girl's pussy. I cut it. So... I like the, you could tell uh, a lot about a person by how they categorize the things they like, mm. the things they like and don't like about their favorite object, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I like my pizza this way. I like my booze this way. I like whatever. Um, he likes his pussy clean and not dirty. Check. And then warm regardless of the weather. Check. Now, I wasn't sure that, I wasn't aware that was a problem. I've, I've had quite a bit of experience with vaginas in my life, and it's, I've never run into a cold one on a living person. Ah, well, there's, there's the rub. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you've ran it, so you have ran into a cold one then. Look, you know, times were tough. Uh, clearly, it was for, dur- the per- for them. It was during the housing crisis at oh seven oh eight. You know, and a uh, homeless guy. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you got to figure shit out sometimes. Guy. Yeah. You had a, you had a I was a homeless guy. Oh, right? oh okay. Gotcha. We're not talking about buttholes. Listen, man, you know, this is a progressive podcast here. Okay? Yeah. We, we, you know. We support boy pussy. Yeah. However they identify, you know, whether their <clears> vagina's <throat> cold or warm or, you know, it's fine. We're, we're okay with it. As long as 8% goes down, you know, 8 centimeters will go in. Yeah. That's that's generous, but. Is it? Centim- what's that, two and a half inches? Ah. I don't. I don't know. It's like three mushroom. centimeters is an inch, I think. So. It's three centimeters yeah. an inch. So that's what two and a half. Yeah, I stand by my statement. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we're doing math on the show today, folks, because Ross isn't here. He can't pronounce things and he can't do math. Yeah, that's uh, too. Although too I did, he, he made a uh, a strong argument for our Olive Garden. That was all um, right. So yeah, Olive Garden. It's oh boy, I can't deal with that. Olive mm. Garden is. Is I said it the other day, but it's it's Italian Denny's. It's, yeah, I, th- I thought it was actually the perfect way to put it. It's so, like, um, but you, but you're arguing in favor of it somehow. No, listen. I mean, anybody that's going to feed me unlimited soup for ten dollars, I mean, it's clearly a garbage person place. But I am a garbage person, Fair so enough, I mean, yeah. what am I going to do? I mean, you know. <clears throat> um, so does anybody actually eat the salad in the free soup salad breadsticks, or is Caes- that just a Caes- superfluous salad? The Caesar's good, and then like you get the leftover dressing in the bowl, and you you take the breadstick and you dip it around. God damn it, man! Hmm. Why okay. you should just eat cat food or something? Like, why are you even pretending like that's real food? Hmm. I'd eat that. I'd eat that. I feel well, like I you've would, said that leg- a lot. I would legit eat, eat dressing. Like, I, as a time as a child, I had ordered like Thousand Island dressing and a pack of crackers. You know, why is it unacceptable to put barbecue sauce on a salad or a one? I think I do it all the time. It's it's barbecue delicious. chicken salad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Elvis used to put gravy on his salad. Really? Right? Yeah, it was I like didn't know that was legal. It was, it was like a fried uh, chicken breast. Cut up into chunks, which is a norm. That's a normal salad. That's a, on a on a cob salad. You, sure. you do that sometimes. Sure, but he he would basically t- take a cob salad and instead of using a vinaigrette or a ranch dressing, he would just put white Sausage country gravy? gravy on that. <laughs> What's the point of the salad? Well, that's why he didn't make it to fifty, bud. <laughs> the southern cob salad. Yeah, yeah. Here I was thinking it was like the 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 Percocet addiction, but it turned out no, it was the it was the gravy. Yeah, it, may, it could have been a combination of those two things. I mean, all that I, stuff. I think what the big takeaway here is is do Percocet. Or eat a lot of fiber if ah, you're going to do a lot of Percocet. That's right. Right? I think you've got to offset. It's like be a, be a smart dirtbag. That's don't, right. That's right. Don't be a dum-dum. Yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, dirtbags, uh, tell me about yourself. Where'd you come from? I'm born in Brooklyn, raised in Jersey, live in Florida, the natural progression of things. Are you Jewish, though? Because that's a very Jewish progression as well. Uh, I'm What? No. Have you ever seen a Jew my size? I'm, I'd be Samson. They literally would write That's entire books about me. Maybe I, uh, they, I, I would I would be of biblical fucking proportions. Like Hank Greenberg, maybe if yeah, he yeah. Let Hank, Hank Green, little known fact: Hank Greenberg's real name was uh, Steve Aoki. Um, <laughs> you know, and he, he was just you know he was like ah, this is an easy way to get into the league. Nah, man, I'm uh, I'm Irish, but. Um, <clears throat> You know, because I come from Jersey, I guess, you know, people think I'm Italian or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've had a couple viral videos with us doing the whole, like, Sabatini bit and, uh, you know, acting like cousines. Uh, been a comedian, was a minor league baseball player. Yeah, it's a, it's been a life well, uh, life well wasted, man. What was your position? Come on. Come on. Catcher? Come on. Yeah. 
DH. <laughs> yeah, you're nailing it. <laughs> you're nailing it. They, let, they were like, you can go behind the plate or you can stand at the plate. But let's let, let's leave the field for the athletes. Well, yeah, I mean, Delco, our fucking producer over there on the far left of you, uh, he's trying to play adult softball now. Okay. And he keeps hurting himself. He's going to be in a wheelchair <laughs> in two weeks probably. <clears throat> My, there's two guys that play adult softball. There's guys that don't take it seriously enough and the guys that take it way too seriously. Well, how do you how can you tell the difference? Is it the wristbands? Uh, it, it's one. It, it's the uh, yeah, the guys who like wear full yeah. full uniform gear. I can't with that. Yeah, stuff, the guys dude. who like pimp the home runs like it's not softball with an eight hundred dollar aluminum bat. Yeah, they're using yeah the the ball is made to be jettisoned. It, like it's it's almost it's almost more impressive if you can hit it and not hit it out of the ballpark. Like, if you take a full daddy hack, if you've been any type of athlete at mm. all ever in your life and you play slow, slow pitch softball, you, you are able to hit a home run. Sure, yeah. Like, you know, like there are people that can get out of, you know, Sloan Kettering that have been doing six weeks of chemo that can then, you know, hop out on to the, to the softball field and tank one. Well, you got to do a rehab assignment before you get back to the pros, Well, right? that's the thing, right? That's- and, I mean, you know, in fairness, all those guys are on test to get their, you know, <laughs> to get their weight back. But- I think it's unfair. If, if people with cancer are going to get HGH in tests, why can't I get it? You know what I mean? Well, you can get cancer. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, well, you, you, did, you did a couple tours. If you don't have it by now, you might just be immune to it. Uh, that's good. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> the toxic exposure is kind of weird over there. Yeah. I uh, see although, the late night uh, commercials. Yeah, but there's an article in the. Did page. you step foot on Fort Bragg once? You're <laughs> entitled. Yeah, you'll be dead in six months. You piece of shit. <laughs> uh, there, there's an article on uh, on Drudge today that said that Chicago and Detroit have the worst air quality in the world. That's foolish. That can't be no, right. No, no, no. Right now, because of the Canadian wildfires. Why are we not invading Canada? They're clearly sending this our way. Uh, right? Right. Why are like this is this is the plot of that John Candy movie. Like we need to go take over Niagara the, Falls. The great outdoors? Northern <sighs> exposure? Which one? Wait, did Can- did John Candy try to invade America? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was the opposite. John Candy, although he was Canadian, was working Canadian, with Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon oh, is the name. So he's, no a, he's a collaborator. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, I believe, it was. Um, they saw the uh, socialist incursion. They obviously in the eighties knew that Trudeau's mom was Stup and Castro, and they oh, were yeah. like, "We got to nip this in the <laughs> bud." And him and Bill Murray decided to go uh, invade and, and liberate the good people of Canadian land. I, see, I assume you've seen those side by sides of er, early Castro and Trudeau. Remarkable, pretty weird, right? It's like I, I know the brain sometimes sees what it wants to see. Yeah, but I feel like maybe we could have AI take a look at this now yeah. and, and make some educated guesses. I, I, well, uh, have you seen a side by side of Trudeau and Trudeau's father? Uh, yeah, they don't look anything. Like oh boy, it. yeah, uh, nothing. His his dad looks. Like an old British man or yeah. something, and, and, and he looks not like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't like Canada. I found out this morning, um, <clears throat> a friend of mine kind of follows Canadian politics. You know the MAID program where they're just helping people kill themselves and shit? You heard of this? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So turns out sometime recently over the past couple of months, um, whenever somebody files their paperwork for retirement to become a pensioner, right, mm-hmm. part of the packet is like, hey, want to kill yourself? Yeah. Like, yeah, no yeah. shit. There's a There's a... Like, not a brochure, but there's like a fucking leaflet inside of the packet. It's like, hey, you know, I understand that you're perfectly healthy and this is the time of your life where you're supposed to, you know, spend your money and enjoy your grandkids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let me pitch you this other idea. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, so I'm part of this show called That Show Tonight where we mm-hmm. do like sketches and stuff. And, and um, this is one of the things that got taken down off YouTube. We did this. Me and this guy, Michael Loft, this very, very funny dude. Uh, we did the uh, 
Canadian healthcare pitch. You know, like, <laughs> hey, you know, welcome to Canada. You know, uh, the healthcare is free here. Uh, I see you got an ankle sprain there, bud. We can go ahead and uh, get that thing taped up for you in about 16 weeks, or we can go ahead and give you the old uh, injection today for free. It won't cost you a thing. We can go ahead and uh, get started with the euthanasia there, bud. And that's like, you it's, know. It's, like you, I feel like uh, you tell me because I just like say dumb shit on this show, but you're an actual comedian writing bits and stuff. Do you even have to write anything anymore, or you just like do what's actually happening in a funny accent? You know what's so funny, man, is like you write instead of like for what's funny. The funny is so apparent that you almost like have to write for like, all right, now how can I do this in a way that's going to get past the censors? Yeah, no shit. Especially you know? on YouTube. Yeah, it's insane. It's like, all right, like this this writes itself. Now how do I do it in such a way like that, you know, the AI doesn't pick it up and then whatever blue hair – you know, is sitting behind the desk in Silicon Valley is not going to go ahead and put the uh, you know the old shadow ban on you. So yeah, it's it, it, it's absurdity. We're living in absurdity in, in such a way where it's like you know how can how can you not make fun of this stuff? You yeah. have two options. You can either get really really angry or you can use satire. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm past <clears throat> the angry point. So it's a weird time in human. I think we're living. I, I unequivocally think we're living in the dumbest period in human history because we have access to the most amount of information mm. and tech ever, but we're behaving still in a way that's completely antithetical to survival. So Robert Malone has an interesting theory on this. He calls it fifth generation warfare. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. this, and it, it's not about being dumb. The interesting thing is that they have so much metadata and they have access to and we're talking about on an industrial on a military scale yeah so i've i've worked in big data for the government before we we have something somewhere between 350 and 400 data points for every human being walking around so that's the thing like they know exactly what's going to trigger you they know exactly what your what the trigger points are they know exactly how to move you in what direction and so this idea that we're dumb i I get it because it feels that way because our reactions to these things are dumb but they're like they're set there it, it's like you know it's like when you look in the woods and you just clear a little brush for for the animal to come through and walk right into the trap that's all they're doing just yeah. a little bit of this here a little bit of that there oh he responds to this and then next thing you know boom there's a free uh, free cruise for everybody that didn't get a vaccine oh i'll get that and you know cruise goes down you know like that's I don't know, man. That fifth generation warfare stuff is really, really weird to me, man. That stuff is because how do you, how can you? Nobody's that self aware. Nobody's that self aware. I, I don't get fooled by this stuff. Right? That's somebody who. That's what somebody who gets fooled by this stuff <laughs> says. <laughs> that's that's tautology. <laughs> Not me. That's tautology. Though. That's that's a that's a self licking ice cream cone. Yeah. I don't believe. I mean, I. It's hard to not become a nihilist, to be honest. Yeah. Like, are the institutions, generally speaking, in this country and in the West? are completely uh, captured by this nonsense. And mm-hmm. then uh, the final attack, which I think is happening now, is on epistemology. Like, what, what is our center of truth? What's actually happening in the world? What is the basis of fact? It's like the alphabet, basically. Sure. Like, like, what all stuff have we collectively agreed upon, and then we can do our opinions over here? It's, it's just a mess. I have no foundation for reality yeah, anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, <clears throat> this idea of, of things that I 100% knew were true, I just don't know were true anymore. Like what? What a woman is? <laughs> sure. Like, what's a woman? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, buddy, if you got to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, this idea of, like, what's a woman? It, I know what a woman is. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. You know, scholars suggest you know this this you know constant appeal to authority. Like, how long do you have to go to school to like be able to ascertain an innie and an outie? 
Yeah. Like we, we got. Here's the thing, right? There's 36 genders, but there's only two genders you can have sex reassignment surgery for. Yeah, that's true. You can't get. You can't, can't, is there a procedure for non-binary? Is this like? Is it smooth or what happens? Yeah, what they do is they just put you under and then they take you out and they say that'll be fifty thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. Well, bill the Canadian government. Yeah. The hey, you know, uh, if you if you if you change your mind halfway through here, we'll go ahead and kill you for free. But <laughs> just press the button. Yeah, it's for it's uh, super great socialized medicine. There, we don't charge you a thing. We just go ahead and put you right in the dirt there but yeah. yeah i used to think that uh we talked about a while back where i was like man it's a really bad idea to put capitalist incentives with a suicide business but i actually think it's worse to give it to the state because <laughs> they need to get people off the books bro the state is only better than the market at two things the state is better than the free market at two things and two things only kidnapping and killing that's it Everything else the market does better. They're probably better at creating monopolies, I guess. But maybe you mean doing good things. Maybe submarines. It's been brought to my attention. <laughs> State might be better at making submarines. Yeah, I would probably avoid a homemade submarine. If you're out there and you're thinking about building a submarine at home, uh, don't. Maybe don't use a Game Boy as a controller. Yeah, well, I don't know. There was somebody that but I'm not a scientist. Somebody recommended using uh, the Guitar Hero thing. That'd be dope. Which would be, I mean, the clicking sound would at least be more familiar <laughs> to me. That's right. Um, but we got to, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to navigate that some odd easier medium. We're not doing that three finger at the same no, time. No, I'm a fucking keyboard guy. I'm a fucking no. I'm a, you're a rock band guy. No, 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 not on rock band. I'm a Pete. Like for first person shooters, I'm a I'm a PC guy, right? PC. Really? Yeah, I, I like it better than the controller. Oh, you're like a super jacked up nerd. Oh yeah, this yeah. is like learning that like Jocko Wilnick plays like you know Pokemon Go. Are you serious? He you're, might you're, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't, don't don't sleep. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I just think I, I started. Um, pr- the games were better back in the day on PC because the uh, console power was so much better than a fuck. Or I'm sorry, it was so much worse than PC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am a fucking nerd. That World of Warcraft stuff was hardcore back in the I day. I can't do that. Yeah. And it, but, you know, I did play some of the mass multiplayer games, but only to troll people. That's where mm. I really got into trolling. You're a Warhammer guy? Um, no, I played, like, Star Wars games and shit. But just because my brother-in-law at the time played them, I mm-hmm. didn't care about the game itself. I was just there to troll people. It was a really... Like, it's one thing to go on Twitter or whatever, or, or at the I time... I suck dick to troll people. Yeah. It, it was <laughs> like, ah, this guy thinks I'm gay. <laughs> it, was, it was one thing to... Uh, to like on MySpace, Facebook, and shit like that, just to talk shit and post funny things and shit posts and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was another thing to be able to drill down into this community of people who really love what's going on and right And destroy there. what they love. Yes. This was the one thing that they had in this, in this life. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you yeah, infiltrated yeah. their group. Yeah. You, 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 got their, you got their love, affection, and trust. And I'll, then- I'll tell you a story. Because this, <laughs> this is, this is uh, a good encapsulation of what I was up to over there. So there's this game. One of the versions was called Star Wars Galaxies. And it was like <clears throat> this huge fucking open world. You could travel to Tatooine and different uh, uh, different planets and shit like that. And there was all kinds of stuff. You could choose different career paths. Mm-hmm. Whether you wanted to be just a fucking bounty hunter or whether you wanted to be a Jedi on the Sith or the Jedi side or whatever the fuck all this stuff. What'd you choose? Um, <clears throat> well, I chose the Sith because... The Jedi were more independent-minded, but the Sith had these big fucking meetings all the time. Like, just, I don't know, it's, it's fucking retarded, to be honest. I'm going to need Rob to pull a picture of this, because the audience needs to see what's going on. This is like Star Wars, but meets The Sims, in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's way more advanced than just The Sims. Like, uh, the, it's like if The Sims had a meeting of, like, 50,000 of their people come together. So there was this one 
ceremony where Darth Vader and the Emperor are there, uh, and it's in this fucking big castle or some shit. And somehow my brother-in-law at the time, like, we were both stormtroopers. And he he got them to let us stand sentry on both sides of it, right? Uh, and there's, like, thousands of people there. So as soon as the little gay-ass ceremony starts, he and I strip down to these, like, pink fucking speedos and just start doing the gayest dances we could think of and shit just to ruin it for everybody they immediately killed us <laughs> you're leroy jenkins yeah yeah amazing yeah and i you know i wonder how many neck beards completely lost their shit like can we not just have this one thing that's <laughs> totally what happened you ruined everything yeah. so not only were you in the military and then trolled people in real life you did that exact same thing in star wars Online. oh yeah well, when i was in the military i drew orange dicks on stuff <laughs> In Baghdad a lot. Really? Like anytime there was this guy, Muqtada al-Sadr, and he would, <clears throat> they had these like silhouette spray paint things where it's his face telling people not to talk to the Americans. And I drew orange dicks on all of them, like 400 of them all over the city. Wow. Um, yeah, it was the best, uh, the most patriotic thing I think I've ever done. Orange. Why orange? Uh, it's the paint I had. You know what? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that was the it's only like, thing. It's like a caution dick. Uh, sort of, yeah. But it was, you know, bright colors, so it stands out too. That was really what I was going for. Mm. But I had fun. I enjoyed it. And now, you know, you don't have all those opportunities. Everybody's kind of on guard about trolling now. So what I do is I go to Sunday schools and tell kids that uh, Jesus is not real. Okay. But how do they react to that? Uh, I don't know. I usually have to run away. Really? Well, you can't just show up to church and start talking to kids unless you're Catholic. Have you tried doing it in drag? <laughs> Good point, yeah. You can have an all-ages drag show. What's that about? Um, I don't know. I frankly, I think like at some point, like this is like it's it, it's kind of like you trolling those uh, those Star Wars guys. I think that the billionaires are just like, what can we make these idiots do? Like, can we make? Th- there's no way we can we can actually make them do this, right? Like, like there's no way they'll go along with this. Like, you know, the infant is looking directly into the anus of that adult twerking yeah. in front of him, and 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 if you object to it, you're the weird one. Yeah, yeah. Lo- loosely twerking. Let's 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 be honest. Yeah, not even ter- good it's, twerking. It's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, it'd be one thing if the moves were good. Yeah, right. And it, 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 look, what's spitting in the face of God is that all these drag queens that I've seen, they're all packing. They're, they're packing. Like, what's going on here? Like, you know, go be a man. I can, I can get it if you got yourself a little, like, you know, a little microwave off or something going on over there. But the, uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And, you know, the, the thing this week uh, weekend was we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. That was an interesting tactic. Yeah, and then C, uh, CBS or CNN, somebody pushed an article yesterday that said, Oh, they've always said this just to be prov- provocative. It's like there's no evidence of people. I'm pretty sure we would have noticed people saying yeah. this before. I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, they 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 say that in places where like they 100 percent know. Like like that's one of my favorite things about these. Like, and let's call them what they are. They're shows of force, right? Like, I mean, the this was nothing. If if you said you were in Baghdad, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if the United States of America, all right, put everybody in Iraq on house arrest except for our military and our allies, marched through the cities of Iraq, all right, painted an American flag and our slogan a hundred yards long in front of every Capitol building in Iraq. Would you would you think of that as like some sort of, I don't know, a takeover? Or I would just like that? Was that a hostile takeover? I would just Is that a conquering? It's, ba- it's Banksy, man. Well, that no, that, to me, that, that, that was our summer of love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our summer of love <laughs> was they, they took all of us, 
told us to shut up, stay in the house, while they marched through every single one of our cities in force, painted their slogan and their flag in front of all the Capitol buildings, and said, what are you going to do about it? And then 300 uh, hillbillies go sightseeing inside the Capitol, and they're all arrested and detained without being charged for a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird the way that all worked out. It's not. I, it, it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of weird. I, it's kind of terrifying. Mm. It's kind <laughs> of like, you know, who put the pallets of bricks everywhere? Who organized this stuff? Who paid for these protesters? Who put the pipe bombs outside? Like, if anybody was going to be arrested, it should be the, the January yeah. 6th pipe bomb, guys. None of those answers none, none of those answers even are deserving of questions today. Well, you know, I talked to some people at the FBI, and uh, they know that it was a uh, an overweight black woman that did that, that left those. But they were inert. They were also inert. So they were built. That, that, that inert information came out about a month and a half ago, I think. And it was published in mainstream media. So Do you that, believe that? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because that's, that's like a, a typical fla- false flag. If, and, it's, and it's a really dumb way to do it, too. If you, build, if you assemble a bomb that is functional, but it's inert, it doesn't have a fire set or something like that, then you know two things. One, you know the person knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then two, you knew that it, they didn't intend for it to blow up. Now, what can you assume based on that information? Yeah. That they wanted to make it look like crazy right-wing people were bringing bombs to the Capitol. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was probably Patriot Front. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it, it, yeah. I, if I see a Patriot Front guy in public, I'm like, hey, dude, I pay your salary. <laughs> All right? Hey, yeah. Hey, well, how about you, uh, how, how would you, how would you pleat those pants a little bit? <laughs> more where are you buying this stuff nice nice mask this is what we get for entertaining jordan peterson so much now people are dressing up (laughs) but instead of wearing a suit they look like fucking forrest gump in khaki pants are you kidding me yeah it's like it's like it's like fed rotc it's insane (laughs) the uh it's like narc rotc really the Crazy part to me, I, I was used to be on this thing called the PBD podcast. Patrick Bet David's got a popular oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, I love that, yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> we did an episode with Matt Zeller, who was a, an ex-CIA agent. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most amazing moments to me. Patrick kind of blasted through the moment because he had other points he wanted to get to. But Zeller admitted that the CIA was pushing towards global federalism. And he said, we got to get past this idea, the antiquated idea of the nation state. And I'm sitting here going like, this dude literally just admitted to every Illuminati conspiracy theory and CIA being the tip of the spear in this thing. Let's ask some more questions on this. And then it went back to some discussion about why he hates Trump or something like that. And I'm the, I'm the, the second chair, so I don't really have any pull here. And I'm going like, let's go, let's go back to that. Let's go back to the, the, the overthrowing, the CIA agent saying we got to get out of the nation state. Let's have that conversation. I mean, I agree with him. We should get out of the nation state, but smaller, not bigger, right? Well, like, I, I don't I, I don't think that the federal government in the United States should exist any longer. It's it doesn't do anything. for. Well, us. the federal government in the United States was never meant to be this. No, certainly not. Yeah, yeah it, it was supposed <clears throat> to be a treaty. It was supposed to be a hey, you know, let's let's all have the same currency. Let's have open trade. Mm. Let's have open borders. Let's defend each other and then uh, go our merry way. Even Alexander Hamilton, who was a total statist piece of shit. Right? Yeah. Uh, Remarkable when, to it, me that he has somehow become um, like like a folk hero. Yeah, the, to, to my, he's the minority's favorite founding father. When that central bank and piece of shit did more yeah. to impoverish, you know, uh, he my, tried to start a coup. He tried to start a coup between the generals and Congress. Yeah, and like before we even became a full country yet. Which also, <clears throat> while we're on the topic, maybe bring back dueling. I'm into I'm into it. Yeah, I mean maybe. 
I'm into it. Can we, uh, guys? Can you look into that? But uh, only in New Jersey. Yeah, you know, yeah. but we don't. Maybe we don't need to have like lethal dueling either. Let's just do like American Gladiator style, like uh, those is, those big like toothpicks. You know, is, those that, uh, those Q-tip duels. That is legal in Texas. Pugil sticks. Mm. Pugil is, sticks. Yeah. Mutual combat is legal in Texas and Montana. Yeah. So, so you and I, if you and I went out into the street right here, yeah, and. Like, he pulls out his phone and videos both of us. Hey, we're engaging in mutual combat. You say, hey, we're engaging in mutual combat. We take 10 paces back, pull out our guns, and shoot each other. No crime. Get out of here. Nope, it's real. God bless Texas. Yeah. So Elon Musk is now here in Austin. Well, he, he's got places here, but I think he's still in San Francisco in, dealing with Twitter right now. He also has a house in Brownsville. When you guys run into Elon, as you undoubtedly eventually will, when you have him on, on, on the hot seat here, add a dueling button to... Twitter. You know how he's doing the upvotes and the downvotes? Oh, yeah. Somebody starts, you know, yapping there. Like, instead of uh, that that uh, that that pharmacy C. Shill, what's his name, uh, Hotez, instead of him oh, yeah. running like a coward, he's running a PR campaign on being a coward. Instead of a debate between him and RFK, RFK looking like the Hulk these days, just hit the duel button. And here's the deal. You either have to duel the man mm-hmm. or you lose your account out. for 90 days. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, you got to give uh, Dr. Pete six months on the t- on the test first. Like get let him train up because he's why the, he's he's already seven jabs deep. He's yeah, but that's the wrong kind of jabs. Oh well, in that case, let's just give it six months and, and let the let the medicine do its thing. Yeah, he's probably close to a heart attack. I mean, based on his lifestyle and shit. Yeah, they've been saying that to me for a decade. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still out there barely drudging along, <laughs> fighting back. Yeah, me and me and me and my cholesterol are in mutual combat. Uh, well, maybe it's the gravy on the salads. Hey, bro. But it you, tastes good. If you so want to be the maybe. king, you got to act like the king. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, back to your point, I don't think this started any time recently, this what what um, Malone caused, fifth generation warfare. I think it's been yeah. going on. Like, so probably sometime in the 1950s, I would guess, when the military-industrial complex and the agency became really strong, really powerful institutions in the U.S. It probably started around there. Think about the stuff that happened. The FDA puts out the food pyramid that's completely wrong about Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. um we start the fda also approves corn syrup for consumption which is before it was used to fatten up pigs on on ranches and shit still is yeah still definitely still is yeah my brother let's Um, just talk about operation paperclip yeah well you know i mean how many how many nazis did we integrate into our military industrial complex that were just like okay i have i harbor no ill feelings like yeah i was just following orders man i know that didn't work at nuremberg but i know science yeah 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 break i can i can get you to the stratosphere yeah Um, so and i i don't know how so also in 48 is when they added under god to the pledge of allegiance because of Mm anti-communism um like a lot of weird stuff started to happen in that time period and I don't, I don't know. I guess I haven't really looked into this, but I wonder how many times the phrase "our democracy" was used back then. Because hmm. one, we don't have one, and two, I'm not entirely sure why people are in love with the concept of democracy in the first place. I don't. Uh, I think it's kind of weird. It gives people the idea that they have some sort of control, some sort of say. You know, it, it's it's um, you know, as opposed to what you know. It's like the idea, you know, what's his name said, um, what Milton Friedman had that great quote about uh, capitalism. He said it's, it's the worst, it's the worst economic uh, system on the planet, except for everyone, every other economic yeah. system. You know, so yeah, yeah I, look, democracy is mob rule, but we're not a democracy. This yeah. idea that we and and preserving democracy. You yeah. see, speaking of preserving democracy, you see our our, um, our uh, subsidized 
Ukrainian government just suspended elections? Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes things are just too chaotic to have elections. Sure. You understand? It's, yeah. Sometimes things are too chaotic to uh, allow um, opposing religions and mm-hmm. opposing government forces to exist. Yeah. I, it's just I, the way it is. I we have to protect the people from themselves. Yeah. That's, you know, that's why laughter is mandatory <clears throat> at my shows. Yeah. This is mandatory fun. Well, there is a two-drink minimum. There's, yeah, there's <laughs> a two-drink There's a two-drink mandatory. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. It's, uh, you know, and with these eight percenters, I think we'll... <laughs> yeah, it'll get I you there for sure. I think it, maybe it should be a one-drink minimum with those things, but... No, it should be um, a three-drink minimum. No, I agree, I agree with you, but just, you know, for safety. Um, yeah, I think democracies. This this modern neocon and leftist love affair with the idea of democracy is very bizarre because they're but, in control of it. Yeah, it's like they've when, got the game rig. When they when leftists and, and neocons say our democracy, what they mean is the state and the collective's control over your life. Mm-hmm, right. That's mm-hmm. what democracy democracy is: the acceptance that the state has the power, and they're going to fucking give you a couple of morsels of that power back. To control some of your life but that's not really what happens you don't have control over your life you have the collective has some control over their collective lives and then you have one out of x whatever x being the voting population yeah. control out of your life it, it's it's um this idea of permission it's like hey you can't get mad at me for you know hollowing out the economy you gave me permission to do yeah. this you voted for this yeah. you know hey <laughs> you know with cool accounting error there's an accounting error 6.2 billion Next thing you know, there's a coup in Russia. Weird. That's uh, that's a weird. That's a weird events. If you give permission for anal, mm-hmm. you can't get mad if there's a prolapse, bro. If you're paying a porn star, this is the problem with a you know. With all due respect, this is the problem with a full time professional military. You don't pay your gardener not to cut the lawn, bro. Yeah. I mean, this <clears> is you know we're spending this money. They're they're gonna get their stuff. They're gonna get their money's worth out of it. Oh yeah, I, mean, I don't. Th- I I don't think there should be a standing military. The 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 purpose, even in feudal feudalistic times, all the way back to like the first century BC, the reason there weren't standing armies is because, uh, well, there are a number of reasons. One, because it's expensive to just keep a standing sure. army. But two is because, uh, the I guess the effect of it was every time you wanted to conduct a war, you had to have the resources to do it and convince people that it was a righteous sure. cause each sure. time. Instead of just saying, hey, we're, we're deploying a brigade of fucking mm-hmm. 82nd Airborne to this area. Why? Or you had to take their children as hostage until they did what they, you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, well, that's the darker side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, try to, we try to do it by spending money. But yeah, uh, last week the Pentagon failed its millionth audit in a row, and there's three and a half trillion, with mm-hmm. a T, dollars worth of equipment missing. Three and a half trillion <laughs> fucking dollars. Sure. Sure. So to go back to what you were saying before about the military industrial complex, there's a very interesting book called The Hundred Year War. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this idea that America itself is impenetrable because we won the geographical lottery. Um, it's contiguous coastline. So no matter what amphibious uh, attack somebody would try to do on either coast, it would be impossible to secure the entire coast. But let's say that you got the whole world to invade us and go all all at once on the Atlantic. All we'd have to do is retreat back to the Mississippi and do it again. And if you did it on the Pacific, we would retreat back to the Rockies. You have uh, a landlocked country to our south, a landlocked country to our north. We are very, very, very almost impossible to invade. But it turns out you don't have to because our system is remarkably susceptible to corruption. Mm. So what they learned, China specifically, but it's really BRICS. It's really China, Russia, they're all Mm. doing this. We just need to buy the information centers. If we buy the colleges 
and we promote our ideology and then we only hire with our ideology, our ideology is gonna penetrate their government, Mm -hmm. it's gonna penetrate their businesses, it's gonna penetrate their schools, and they can play the long game because Xi Jinping is gonna be the premier of China when we die. We have a new face every four years. And it's also this sprawl to that. Uh, you just you create a climate, and we saw it over the last couple of years, where <clears throat> through shutdowns and mandates and other authoritarian stuff, it wasn't just about shutting down. They didn't believe this was a serious virus. They knew Not for a all. fact it wasn't. Not but it all. was about gerrymandering the ranks of the population, particularly the people that work in government, the people that serve in institutions that protect us, right? Like the military and police especially. Mm-hmm. These thousands of people got booted out of the military, lost their police jobs because they refused to get vaccinated. That's right. And that, what, how, like, what, what do you... They called, they called their opposition. They called dissent, right? And anytime mm-hmm. you see institutions calling dissent from within their ranks, they're getting ready to fight. That's, that's, the fucking, that's one of the warning signs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you do before you go to fight. You, check, you do a, 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 a troop inspection. You're like, all right, get these guys out of here. Sure. What are they inspecting for now? It's not the ability to lift weights and fight and run and shoot guns and shit anymore. It's the ability to fucking follow orders without question. That's right, obedience. This is all an obedience test, and it's... it's, it's I mean, to the point where are you willing to, you know, not to get super dark on this, but the, you know, the the really dark part of this trans movement, especially in L.A., especially in the entertainment industry where I am, is the depths people will go to be seen as being on the team. And if they're willing to sacrifice their own children to this cult, what would they be willing to have done to you and your children? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it, it does. I, I hate to invoke um, Nazism because that's such, such a trope these days. Mm-hmm. But it's the same. It's like people who, there, quite a few people in Nazi Germany. If you read about the history of the ordinary person, sure. like the, the 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 engineer, the accountant, right? Not the soldier. Um, <clears throat> people who, after the war and before the war, were not in support of any of this bullshit, still had their kids signed up for Nazi or for Hitler Youth. Brother, they just want to be left alone. Yeah. It's path of least resistance. The Nazis, it was 10% of one country almost took over the whole world. Yeah. You know, so, it's, so, so what do you, I mean, like, how do you insulate yourself? I don't know that you can necessarily, but as a society. I really, really, really believe in comedy. I believe satire. I believe at the end of the day, we are still a tribal peoples. Mm. And the way... The First Amendment is the first. Dave Chappelle said it perfectly. And my politics and Dave Chappelle's politics probably don't align very Mm. much. But he said it perfectly. The First Amendment is the first for a reason. You talk it out. You can lampoon people. You can make fun of these people. Nobody wants to be on the side that's doing the ridiculous shit all the time as long as you can make it seem like it's ridiculous. And you have to, you know, but you have to be funny. It can't be counter-propaganda. Where Saturday Night Live stopped being funny is when they went all in on messaging. They went all in on narrative. They went all in on propaganda. Trump broke them. Trump broke comedy. Even even in, uh, like, 2000. The second Obama election. The second Obama um, election campaign mm. is where mm. it really started. The, the, the binders full of women and the, and the idea that you couldn't disagree with anything that he was doing without being a racist. Which is interesting because now um, Mitt Romney is kind of a leftist in a lot of ways. For now, sure. Right? For sure. Um, <clears throat> but the way in 2008, the way they made fun of McCain and uh, – uh, Sarah Palin was really fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed that period of Saturday Night Live, the political part of it. 
but Bill just, Clinton, Janet Reno, when you're making fun of both sides, comedy comes yeah. first. Well, you know, the most famous entertainer of all time, William Shakespeare, that's what everything he did was about. Everything he did was mm-hmm. subversive towards the British crown. Yep. Like, that was the whole point of everything, right? Yep. Um, and for, probably for that reason, you got to think, right? I mean, um, satire plays a really important role in keeping people humble. I mean, one of the... The, the emperor's clothes situation. You don't know a lot of great Russian comedians. You don't know a lot of great Chinese comedians. There's not there's not a, a burgeoning uh, comedy or, or art scene coming out of North Korea. <laughs> you know the the and and you got to be very careful, brother, because there's there's some things creeping into Canada. There's some things creeping into Mexico. You say the wrong thing about this. You say the wrong thing about that. I've heard. I've heard about people in Australia, comedians getting fined, mm. massive <clears throat> fines for for uh, vaccine misinformation. And it's like, wait a minute, man, that's just comedy, mm. bro. This is satire. Uh, and and don't think for a second it can't happen here because it's already happening digitally. I think it's a lit. I think what happens digitally is a litmus test. And again, not to not to bring the Nazis into it, but. This what happened during COVID was a digital genocide. Mm. There were people whose entire jobs, their entire life, their entire life online, mm. their entire personality, that whatever they had, they built businesses, they built communities online. They were disappeared overnight. That's what deplatforming is. Yeah. And we had actual sitting representatives, <clears throat> congresswomen, senators championing the deplatforming. That's that's the digital disappearance. That's a digital ex- execution. Uh, and you know, we we can we can get into uh, whether or not that's a straw man. We can get into whether I'm being hypersensitive. Sensitive in this world where all communication happens on this, mm. when they take you off of this, you don't exist anymore. I mean, bro. that's what the social credit score is all about. It's not just about uh, uh, controlling your movements, which is China uses it for that too. They'll revoke mm-hmm. your passport. They'll cancel it. Like it, they, you. China's got it down pretty good. Like they can figure out if you're trying to buy plane tickets or bus tickets or something like that. Like now nah, your score sure. too low. You can't do it. Yeah. But mostly it's about controlling your mind, and I think that is the most even on par with genocide. Right? Trying to control what people think. I think it's really. I think it's right up there because I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I mean, I, I don't know if I would classify myself in, in the big <laughs> yeah, L libertarian, which is kind of like you know, it's crazy that they're you know you're a Nazi now. Like, yeah, like people yeah. are like sometimes some even my own people are like when did you get so right wing I'm like so right wing you know what time it is it's time for advertisements first up ghostbed ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros you're gonna get 40% off everything at the store if you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros you can buy a mattress for about 35 bucks a month uh Zero down, zero percent financing plan for up to sixty months. That's five years, by the way, for you math majors out there. Every mattress has a twenty-year warranty. Some even have twenty-five. You could also try it out for one hundred and one nights. Do a bunch of weird shit on it, and then send it back if you don't like it. Um, right now, Ghostbed's offering forty percent off Ghostbed bundles, where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, it's thirty percent off if you use the code DrinkitBros at Ghostbed.com forward slash DrinkitBros. Again, you can get that mattress. Um, for about if you, if, if you get the bundle package you're going to spend something like 35 bucks a month uh, zero down zero percent financing plan for up to five years so go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today get those deals uh, next up is manscaped get your pubes ready for fucking summer guys 
20% off free shipping code uh, with the code drinking bros at manscaped.com. Um, look, man, you don't want to, you got to be ready. You remember when you were a kid and your mom told you that uh, uh, you never go out of the house without clean underwear? Maybe something happens. You know, you go to the hospital or something, you don't want to end up in, uh, in public with uh, dirty underwear on. I'm saying the same thing to you now, but about your pubes. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach body? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers' chest hair growing out of your fucking pants. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure that they're hairless or groomed appropriately. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS. Again, that's 20% off free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. You know I don't like when things rhyme. I don't know why they did that to me. Um, next up is sheathunderwear.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off your order. Now, we had these guys on a couple years ago. <clears throat> uh and I've only worn sheath underwear ever since because I like to tuck my dick and balls inside of the little pouch in there to keep them off my legs because I'm a sweaty dude and I move around a lot. Uh, sheath makes the most comfortable boxer briefs I've ever worn. If you're sick of boxers that are too loose with your, your meat and tubage dangling around and getting banged up, or if they're too tight and they're squeezing the life out of your sheath is for you. I'm wearing a pair right now. Actually, I'm wearing the Christmas pair, so there's, like, weird stuff on there. Um, <clears throat> They're the best. You have to get one pair. or you, It's a it's one pair. Get one pair. It's going to change your life. The most comfortable box of briefs you'll put on your body. The fabric is great. Stretchy fabric. It's very comfortable. It's also moisture wicking and cooling. Uh, they're super soft, keeping everything cool, comfortable, and in the right place. So, again, you're going to want to go to uh, uh, sheathunderwear.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off your order. And then find a way to write them some funny reviews because uh, I actually had the the owner of the company, the founder of the company on Citizen uh, earlier today. He's going to be on next Wednesday, I think, on Citizen. Uh, very good conversation. Good dude. Member of the military. Uh, uh, so check him out. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Use the promo code DRINKERBROS for 20% off your order. I am, Leave me the fuck alone. I am anti-war. I'm mm. pro-drug legalization. I'm pro-prostitution uh, legalization. Mm. I'm anti. I'm a, I'm a free speech absolutist. Like this is right wing now. Yeah. Like I feel like I stayed right here, and you guys sprinted to Looney Tunes now, yeah. man. Well, like, it's the Overton window, right? It moves yep. around and shit, but not that I've never never studied anything that moved this quickly. No, not a well. I mean, not not that wasn't precipitating some kind of violence at least. Sure. Right. But, yeah. Uh, I'm a. I, I would call myself a small L libertarian. I don't get involved in parties and stuff like that. It's I the think problem it's, with libertarians. Yeah, it is. They, 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 <laughs> don't, they, they, yeah. they hate it so much that they don't get involved. Yeah. But it is, uh, you know, the ultimate property right to me is the ability to think what you want to think, and then saying that is a function of it, right? Um, <clears throat> and if you can't say what you want, then you can't think what you want. If you can't think what you want, then you're not a real person they with autonomy. You. They own you. Yeah. They own your soul. They own your thoughts. And that's why you see it. Like we, everybody talks about, even uh, my buddy Mike was in here earlier, talking about uh, the rise of NPCs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, out in public. And, and for, to some degree, it's a trope because people are just boring copycats a lot of the time. But there are people out there who are just completely oblivious completely oblivious yeah. to anything that's going on and whatever they hear 
they'll just be like that that gets folded into their information center and now that's the way they behave those people i I actually have empathy for right because like those people are in my family and Mm. i've asked them why like why don't you care and it's just too big for them Mm. it's like man what am i going to do about it let's say i do care what the hell am i going to do about it i can't do anything about it i'm not i'm not going to storm the castle like i what what like let me just go about my life like hopefully if i stay quiet and i work they'll leave me alone now, good for them. I can't live my life that way, but they do, and I understand that. The people that I don't have empathy for and the people that tick me off more than anything else are the people in my DMs telling me that they support me. Do that on the comments. Yeah, I like Don't do it in the DMs. Don't DM me and say, I love what you say, but I could never say that. Like, get, yeah, you can. Get yeah, out can. there and help me. Yeah, you can. You, you can know, I don't it. even, you know, help. Support financially. Listen, they, we, what we're up against is not insurmountable. They want it to seem like it's insurmountable, but cancel culture exists only so long as we allow it to exist. Yeah. If you guys decide that your favorite comedian is quote unquote canceled, and you're going to get on Patreon and give that guy $4 a month and 2,000 of you people decide that, guess what? Yeah. Those, those 5 million people who hate him, they can kick rocks. Yeah. Because now you've just, you, you've just financed that. You've financed your worldview. You want to talk about democracy? The ultimate democracy is your purchasing power. Yeah, it's market capitalism. Yeah, That's sure. 100% ultimate democracy. Every <laughs> single time you swipe your card, you are making a vote for something. Yeah, that's the only way you can do it in a collective way anymore. That's right? the only power. But like, that's a massive power. But that is the only so, power so, you have. Yeah. And yeah. they're trying to go after that. You said it before where they're talking about changing the behaviors. Mm. I don't know if you guys can pull this up. Larry Fink from BlackRock. Oh, yeah, we talked about it on Monday, about how he doesn't Forcing want to use behaviors. ESG anymore. No, like, no, no, no. This oh, was before that. He was, what, where he get into, he doesn't want to use ESG before, is because he caught so much shit for saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. He was at some, you know, one of, one of these, uh, you know, leftist circle jerks that they have, and he was, you know, sitting on a, a panel with a whole bunch of other elitists going, uh... We at BlackRock are committed to forcing behaviors. You have to force behaviors. And the, and the people in the crowd are going like, uh, what? And he's like, look, that, I, I'm just being honest. People are not going to be nice to each other unless you force them to. They're not going to hire diversity unless you force them to. And I'm sitting here going like, That's, have you ever lived in the real world ever, anywhere? Organic diversity happens all the time. And it's the best kind of <laughs> diversity. You know, there's nobody – and, and to circle all the way back to what you were saying before about the, the you know, the, the we're coming for your kids stuff, my theory on that is that being a victim is the pinnacle achievement in this cult, but they don't run into any of the bigotry ever that they claim to be fighting against, so they have to antagonize it. Well, uh, how do you <clears> – <throat> I, I say this all the time. I don't know if anybody fucking hears it, but – I, I really sincerely don't understand. One of the most bizarre and puzzling things about modern society is how all of the institutions of government and corporate power support and fund your movement, and you still have resist. <laughs> I know. And your fucking Twitter bio. <laughs> know, how is that even possible? I know. I mean, that was one of the most beautiful things about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing when it was like, the system is, is screwing people. And you're sitting here going like, he kind of has a point. So what we need is more system. What? What was that? What was that second part? Yeah. Communism, socialism. That's for the people. What now? Huh? Yeah. And then Nike sports you and you're sporting. Here you are saying the system is ruining people's <laughs> lives. While you're wearing gear made by literal slaves, yeah, what's happening? Yeah. What, what, what did I miss? What, what's going on here, bro? I mean, it would be interesting to see the, um, I guess, the flow chart of that, right? Because it's like, 
it's two parallel flowcharts. It's the the political evolution of Colin Kaepernick alongside the actual corporate structure of Nike. You know what I mean? Where it's like communism and slave labor to build our cheap products and then fucking communism and socialism is for the people and then you try to marry those two together somehow. <laughs> That's right. Put wow. an equal sign in the middle and then try to fucking Whoa, boom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're working with uh they're working with the the CCP's uh, uh propaganda machine it's so to, fucking stu- to bring and, to bring the horseshoe together at the and, bottom. And his whole spiel is couched in this idea of social justice and meanwhile there's 1400 active Uyghur Muslim concentration camps in China where they're for- harvesting people's organs and yeah, shit. Yeah, man. Like what the fuck? Allegedly. Yeah. I, I just don't like <clears throat> this is why I don't care about nation states either because it's all a ruse I think now it, it, it pro- gotta be careful there maybe, yes and no maybe a hundred years ago it was a useful thing and the collective defense is always a good idea if you can find yourself similarly valued people but mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're well beyond that I mean there's no the heads of state are all jerking each other off in a dark room somewhere I agree with you the Bilderberg thing is it's, it's out in the open now with the WEF and I do agree with you but the caveat being, for all of the consternation and all of the constant, you know, the sky is falling that we talk about nonstop, humans are killing it. We're doing better than we've ever done as a species ever. There's more of us. We're living longer. We're living better. There's, there's less poverty. There's, there's less uh, chi- you know, infant mortality. We are doing so well as a species to constantly be talking about, you know, the, the dam's going to break. The dam's going to break. The dam, you know, we're doing so well as a society that we're looking for pro- to fix problems from 250 years ago. Mm. We're doing so good, man. Like, this should be a nonstop party. We as a country and as as a world should be taking a fucking collective victory lap every day. This is the Pax Earthana. Mm. You know, this is less warfare per percentage per capita Mm. than there's ever been in history. More more slavery than ever, though. Per capita? Uh, I don't know about per capita, but there's 46 million slaves. Yeah, but there's right now. I, I know that that's a horrible people. and that's a horrible thing, and I don't want to d- discount that at all. But it's hard to say. I don't know about per capita. I mean, I have to look into that. Yeah, so. I mean, there's gotta been, go rate stats, bro. Gotta go rate stats. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, I mean, 46 million sounds like a lot, but there's eight billion people. Yeah. Like you know, when the, if there was if there was three million people in Europe, you know, two thousand years ago, and and two million of them were slaves. Yeah. That, that's, well, I don't that's think a, that's accurate. I, I'm not a but, math guy. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody. The, that's in that chair is um i i do uh i do wonder about um you, we, collectively human beings are doing pretty well people talk about the one percent if you're in america you're part of the one percent globally because most people on earth live on less than one dollar a day the vast majority of people actually mm-hmm. live on less than one dollar a day um they make colin kaepernick shoes yeah yeah they do well the kids do i don't know if they're getting paid at all to be honest yeah. Uh, which well, I guess is zero is less than one. So. Interns. Interns. You know, they're getting valuable experience. <laughs> but I, I do wonder um, how much better society might be doing if 20 to 40% of our wealth wasn't being extracted from us and then if uh, inflation wasn't 10 to 13% every single 100%. year. 100%. You know? like, at the end of the day, it's we're getting siphoned. Mm-hmm. You know, and... You but know, is that just the cost of doing business? It, it, can, can any of this stuff exist man. without having a big bully in charge who's robbing us all the time? That's a great question. Because I kind of feel That's like a great question. I would rather be it's the devil, you know, you know. I, yeah, I would rather be. I would rather meet up with my own buddies 
and build my own area and fight off the the mm -hmm. mountain lions myself instead of having to deal with this shit. But yeah. not not everybody has that constitution. Not everybody wants to do that. My, stuff. Michael Franzese wrote a book called uh, Mo a Mafia Democracy, and and um, you know we interviewed <laughs> him about it. And he's a cool dude, and it's it's very interesting because the government did everything they could to get rid of the mob because the mob was a public menace. Well, the mob was a competitor. <laughs> well, the mob. It's interesting. They got rid of the mob, but they kept all the mob industries. Right? They got rid of the mob, but gambling they kept, they kept booze, the gambling. Yeah. They got rid of they got rid of the they got rid of the mob, but they kept the weed sales. They got rid of the you know like all these things. They were like you know. But they that, got rid of the prostos, and that's the one that they really needed to keep. The prostos <laughs> running girls. Prostitutes, yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I suppose I mean, has that stopped though? Are you doing? Are you are you a passport bro? Are you a passport bro? No, no, no. Not I yet. Can't go to Thailand. Wait, what's a passport bro? Passport bro is uh, Western guys that are that are sick of uh, the the Western women's standards, and they want a more uh, quote unquote traditional, aka affordable woman. So they go down to like uh, Colombia for a weekend instead of going out to the club, spend the same amount of money that they would spend otherwise, and uh, I, I, let's let's say load the deck. Would that be a fair way to? Would that be a fair way to? to is that to a euphemism for cream pie? It could no, be. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Let, let's just say twenty dollars American goes a little further in Bogota. Than it oh, does in see, Miami. I see. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Eastern Europe's not bad, probably for that. I don't know if I would go to Bogota and get my head cut off. I mean, the worst case scenario in Eastern Europe is you get sex traffic, but you know, you you're a dude. You gotta so. believe in yourself, Dan. You know, you gotta have a positive mind. Well, I don't want to get my head cut off. Which one? Yes. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't interest me. Although Latin American women are fucking hot, so yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, risk reward, bro. That's true. You can't steal uh, first with your or second with your foot on first. There you go, I bro. Read that on the back of a T-shirt one time. You know what? And you were a minor league baseball player, so you didn't know that steal sure. second very often. I don't. I don't. I didn't think so. Yeah, but um, I hit the ball pretty far though. Um, <clears throat> how did you like it? What playing minor league baseball? It's kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, I mean, it's like you're following your dream, so it's almost like being an, uh, an actor and an actor in Hollywood, but you're actually a waiter, I guess. It's almost, well, you're, that's you're, a very good way to put it. But you're still getting to perform your craft, though. That's the difference. Yeah, and it, and it's just like you said before. It's that like illusion that it's in your hands mm. too. Like like you know, it's like if I do this better, if only I do this, and and uh, you know I can go three for four, and you, you can't, man. If you were drafted in the first round, you got a, sh a chance, and if you don't, you don't. Like that's like the, everybody not drafted in the first round is in the minor leagues just to fill out the rosters. So that the people drafted in the first round have somebody to play against. Yeah, we're we're yeah. basically really underpaid sparring partners for the bonus babies, and it, it, it it's a very hard uh, thing to come to that. But it's the best time of your life. It's the most fun you'll ever have. And my one major regret beyond not taking steroids is uh, that I didn't, I wasn't able to maintain the proper perspective and enjoy it the way I should have. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, I didn't. I, I, I wasted it. I wasted it. Mm. You know, and, and I, I mean, I played a lot of baseball. I saw a lot of cool places, met a lot of cool chicks, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really use the experience the way I should have. Well, how would you have used it? I should have used the experience to, uh, I should have used baseball more than it used me, as opposed to like my one and only goal being make the major leagues. You know, I, I should have been, you know, 
meeting people in different places do you know doing doing use it almost as like a a paid for travel guide i should have seen the world with it you know i had contracts to play in korea that i turned down in like mexico because like hey look i got to be in america but it's like i should have just i should have played until they ripped the bat out of my hands Mm. and used it to to see the world and you know at the end of the day if anybody's listening to this and, and you're younger and you're chasing your dream and you know, I, I have a, a saying that I say, don't don't chase your dream, finance your dream, right? So make sure you're working your ass off in the off-season. Make sure you talked about, like, being a waiter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There is no shame in that whatsoever. Wait tables in the morning, bartend at night, because your dream is going to run out of money before you run out of talent. So if you can finance your dream, you're in a much better position. That's number one. Number two... Get rid of this the, the the ticking time bomb in your head. That this idea that I'm getting older, right? We don't. We didn't grow up smoking, you know, uh, Marlboro Reds when we were 12 years old in in the coal mines anymore. Tom Brady was throwing 50 touchdown passes at 45. Everybody you know is broke at 30. Even the people making 100 grand a year, they're spending it. They're broke. You. Give yourself the time you need to get this completely out of your system because there is no going back, brother. You can't you can't put the catch up back in the bottom, you know. Yeah, the last place you want to be is in in a position to regret that you didn't work hard enough because that's the one thing you can't control, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's not you know what though it's not even about the hard work. You can work too hard mm. mentally. Mentally, you have to be in a place where you're okay with whatever happens. Mm. And and this you know this idea of that there's a big problem with that. There's a big problem with like this. That it's on me. I didn't work hard enough. I got to do more than this. And then somebody blows out, or mm. you beat the shit out of your fucking girl, or what? Like you're living on a on a razor's edge. And um, the best thing I ever heard about that was from I believe it was a Navy SEAL. I wish I remembered his name. The Cardinals like once a week would have people come in and give these like motivational speeches, and they always sucked. They were like, you know, uh, live, you know, work hard, and blah. And we're just like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was one dude who came in. He looked like a, like a little dude, and he had like a shirt tucked in. And we're like, who's this nerd? And he's like, who here has heard uh, pain is weakness leaving the body? And we're like, yeah. He's like, well, who's who's heard uh, every second you're not working, somebody else is working, and when you meet that guy, he'll beat you. We're like, yeah. He goes, yeah, that's bullshit. And we're like, what? And our coaches are like, what? And he's like, listen, getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning and having to work out sucks. Mm. Taking taking batting practice at 8 o'clock in the morning, doing a full practice at noon in the Miami Heat, coming back in, going back out to play a game at night, doing 14 hours on a baseball field, no matter how much you love the game, sucks. Getting on a bus and driving somewhere 14 hours sucks. Embrace the suck. Don't try to tell yourself this doesn't suck. Your brain will reject that. You can't lie to yourself. Instead, know that it sucks and do it anyway. That's the championship mentality. And I was like, bro, that's insane. That's like everything that I always needed to hear. Because you do. You lie to yourself. And then after a while, you're like, man, I don't need this crap. Like, you, your, your body does. Your body rejects the lie. You know it's bullshit. But instead, you know it sucks. And do it because it sucks. And that's why you get the trophy and that's why you get the girl. Because everybody else quits when it sucks. Everybody else gives up when when they get that little bit of pushback. Mm -hmm. Don't say to yourself there's no pushback or I'm a pussy. Say to yourself this is is the hill I got to climb that nobody else will climb. And that's you know that's the mentality. And still, I use that today in comedy. I use that in in business. I use that in 
that mentality. I wish I knew that guy's name, man, because he's had such an impact on my life with that. And, and like that's the thing where instead of saying, you know, this doesn't suck, you say it sucks, but do it anyway because that's what makes you different. Everybody else quits when it sucks. Could be Brent Gleason. Yeah. He's a buddy of mine. He wrote he wrote the book Embrace the Suck, but it's a pretty ubiquitously used phrase as well, particularly in the Navy SEAL community. Hmm. Um <clears throat> but yeah, it's like lying to yourself is not gonna help. Yeah. Um like it's how you lie to yourself for so long. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're certainly, certainly. Although Democrats really, really testing the limits of that. They're pushing it. Yeah. yeah, they're pushing it. I don't know how many of them actually believe what they're saying. Too. You're starting to see people reject mm. it. Not, not. It's true. They're not stupid. They're, they're manipulative. They're not saying yeah. they're rejecting it, but their brain, like their actions, are betraying that they don't believe this shit anymore. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you you can really only control. I, I tell people this all the time. You can't control the outcome of things. You can control your attitude and your effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to, and th- this is this is where postmodernism of left and leftism went completely off the rails. They, instead of associating your uh, um, <clears throat> your approach and your effort with you know an outcome, they associate. They just want the outcome. Yeah. And anything that happens during the approach or the effort part is somebody trying to keep you from that outcome. Yeah. It's like just a classic victim mentality. But that's not how life is, man. Yeah, it it, it, but it also only works with you know the people that they that they want to promote. I, they're not out there saying LeBron James should be cut off at the shins to make sure he's six foot like everybody <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. I I am one thousand percent on board with equality of opportunity. But when you try to manipulate equality of outcome, then you're you know you're creating a tiered system. You you're, get, you're picking you get the winners shitty and losers. results too. I mean, you just get the the worst results because there's no longer a meritocracy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what has government ever done? This is my whole argument to to my my Democrat friends. Right? We've spent more money. We've printed more money and spent more money than ever existed in the history of humanity over the past three years. Mm-hmm. Is your life better? What has government done so well that we're like give more money, more power? Jeez, these guys are knocking it out the park, man. This, these guys are crushing it. Yeah. What have they done that so well that these people are advocating for more of this? It's the uh, it's a psychological phenomena called the Gelman amnesia effect, and it's uh, <clears throat> like when you're appealing to an institution of authority. The example that was given to me is, let's say you read the New York Times for stock advice, page six on the on the on the um, um, what do you call it? finance uh, section mm-hmm. and you're looking for stock advice and you keep turning to page six day after day and it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong Jim Cramer yeah yeah <laughs> but then you keep going back to it as a source of information regardless of mm-hmm. how shitty it's been it's called the Gelman amnesia effect because and it it's is, been presented as an authority to you correct yeah interesting yeah. and you just forget because because it's part of the epistemology because the institution's authority is beyond reproach, at least in your mind, and you just assume that it's going to be right the next time. In a certain way, you just described the the, the college phenomenon. Mm. You know, like people are still this idea that my kid has to go to college, my kid has to go to college. Mm. Like it's, you know, for what? Like what did college do for you? You're a landscaper, my brother. I mean, like, I would ask like, what your plan is first, right? There's no, uh, I look, what what's the? Does it make more sense? to go to college and get a degree from 18 to 22 and have no idea what the fuck you're going to do or to maybe wait until you figure out what kind of career you want to have before you take on a hundred thousand dollars of debt. Yeah. I I had a, uh, we, we had this like uh, futurist on and uh, I forget this guy's name too. I'm uh, this 8% could get me a little, the, um, 
his his idea, his thing was that you should have to do ten years of civil service. Mm. And then you get a pension from that civil service, and then you go to college after that civil service to figure out what you want to do. So you're 30, but you get you did your 10 years, mm. and then that 10 years can go to healthcare, kind of like doing a 10 year military bid, right? But if people didn't want to do the military, they can do the post, they can do the post office, mm. they can do the parks, whatever it is, things that are very hard to to you know. Services that are necessary but are unprofitable. All right, you you give back to society. You've done your bit for 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 the community. Now you're eligible for these perks, let's mm. say, and then from there you're in a position of. Now I, I didn't agree with everything, but it was a very interesting perspective to look at it from. Well, now you're thirty, and now you kind of know what you want to do with right. your life, and there isn't that anxiety of oh I have to make money because now you you've kind of got that that small pension which is really just the uh the idea of um uh, what's what's the thousand dollars a month that Yang was talking about? The um, oh, the UBI. Yeah, yeah it's basically big, it's basically big UBI. Big. But like you you unlock the UBI by mm. doing your social service and you know it, it's you know if we're gonna restru- <laughs> if we're gonna dramatically restructure society, I suppose that's not the worst you know thing I've ever heard. I my my like that to me that I, the idea is interesting and I like the idea of civil service, but that gives way too much power to the state because they get to decide who's exempt for that situation. Uh-huh. Uh, but. Uh-huh. You, like uh, Hunter Biden's not doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like the idea. It's the same way it works in Israel, by the way. Fucking politicians' kids are not. The guy was in the Israeli. IDF. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There, his his kids didn't serve in the IDF, probably. Really? Right? I mean, probably not. Interesting. That's that's kind of how it works there. But I do like the idea, especially in American education, of replacing the two uh, years, the four semesters of a foreign language requirement with civil service. Because we don't, do you remember any of the foreign language you learned in high school? I don't remember any no. of it. Not, not, not only that, but Not the, one uh, fucking word. We speak the fucking lingua franca. Bibliotech. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, the Spanish I did learn didn't help me with any of the Dominicans, I can promise you that. <laughs> they, they, the Dominicans don't speak in the formal fed. Yeah, so no the, shit. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. It, you know. But if you were to replace that, let's say Somewhere between your sophomore and junior year, mm-hmm. you have to do four unique semesters of some kind of civil service, working at a homeless shelter sure. or a soup kitchen sure. or cleaning up the side of the fucking road yeah. or something, right? I'm okay with civil service. Yeah. I'm okay with giving back to the community mm-hmm. to open up some perks. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I, I believe – see, this is where my libertarian views – you know, I'm not an anarchist like Michael Malice. Like, I think the state does have purpose, and I think the state should incentivize good behavior in certain mm-hmm. ways. Like, I have no problem. Like, people get mad that uh, McDonald's for the Ronald McDonald House gets this massive write-off. Who gives a shit? Give them the write-off. Mm-hmm. They run the homeless <clears throat> shelter. Good. Win-win for society. All good, man. I'd rather that you know this this idea that Elon Musk is not taxed enough. What would the government do better with that money for yeah, us no than Elon Musk would? You know, Elon well, they Musk, would lose six point two billion dollars. How many accounting errors do, yeah. do we have to see before we're like, maybe the money is better in Jeff Bezos's hands? Mm. Maybe he's better at this. You know, like, and people are like, well, this guy spent forty four billion on Twitter. He's a he's a horrible businessman. Is forty four billion dollars to read the DMs of every one of your competitors and enemies? Is that the cheapest you would? Is that is that the best deal you could ever have ever in your life? Yeah. I mean, how many how many pres how many how many dick pics do you think he's seen in Eric Swalwell's you know DM where he's like, oh yeah, you're gonna cut my funding? Yeah. 
He's reading all these DMs. I, how is never nobody's? I, I, as far as I know, nobody's brought this up. You know, I, you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is selling, uh, is sending, pics, yeah. selling, you know, dick pics over to to Gingy Prince over there. Oh, you know, uh, <clears throat> whatever his name is, uh, Prince uh, Gingy Harry. Yeah, there you go. They're all gingers over there. Well, that's her type, you know. So yeah. now, now he, you know, he goes to Ocasio Cortez and says, I, "I feel like SpaceX needs this money. Mm. Don't you think?" Forty-four billion is a song, yeah. You know, to go into Bill Gates's DMs, Jeff Bezos's DMs, and read them suckers. What do you think? Are what do you think Bill Gates' DMs look like? A lot of pentagrams. He's like releasing mosquitoes. A lot of pentagrams. Giving people, you know, malaria is uh, making a comeback now. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I was you missing know, it. I, I actually do enjoy doxycycline. So there they go. It gives me crazy ass dreams. Hey, you know. I had to take it when I was in the army on a deployment one time, <laughs> and it, like for two weeks straight, I had the most vivid psychotic dreams ever. Can you imagine, man, doing what you guys did? The shit that you guys had to go through. The things that you did, and then to come back and look at this—that's happening. It must be so frustrating. I can think about like my my grandfather passed away when he was young. He was on Emo Jima. I mean, these guys saved the world from this totalitarian government. Two was, psycho totalitarian governments. Yeah, right? and Germany the, and Japan. And now, two generations later, his own citizens, his his countrymen, are advocating for it. Like, they're, they're, please, Daddy, govern me harder. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine, man, what my grandfather would say today. I, 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 in many ways, I feel a great shame that I'm letting him down. Mm. In many <clears throat> ways, um, you know, and I tell my jokes and all this other stuff, and I, and I tell myself I'm raising awareness, but at the same time, I'm like, man. These guys, these guys locked us down and got away with it. They, they, they did not a day in jail for any of them. Yeah, and and why would they not do it again? Oh, they're going to try, but you know this is this happens in human civilization a lot. There's two versions of it: one at the micro level and one at the macro level. At the micro level, it's called um, kin selection, right? And it's how individuals decide who they consider to be members of their family right mm. close friends family whatever it is and then at the the macro level it's called sorting right so sorting is when <clears throat> typically some period of time years or decades before some kind of major conflict people tend to both socially and geographically sort themselves right um into areas that are uh, around people that they share values with sure and that's happening now you see the ma- mass migrations from mm-hmm. new york from New Jersey, from California, and they're all coming. Yeah, not essential. Yeah, they're all coming to fucking uh, Nash or uh, Florida, Tennessee, Texas. Florida, and Texas. Yeah, right. So it's it's in progress right now, and you also see the Ken selection part where it wasn't on our side. People like I, I've I would never if somebody wants to get <clears throat> all kinds of weird shit injected into their body. Mm. Look, dude, I do drugs all the time. I don't give a fuck. Cool, help yourself. Um, I don't give a fuck about that. But on, from the left side, people disown family members. Sure, but do you force other people to do the drugs that you like? Uh, I would love to. But just do you? make everybody do more? No. See, that's the thing. I wouldn't you, waste my drugs on people. You just described my entire worldview and why I feel better than everybody else in one sentence. Mm. There's should mm. and there's can't. Yeah. Those, those two words are everything, right? There's, hey, you shouldn't do that. And, hey, you can't do that. That's it. If you tell somebody you shouldn't do that, you are well within your right to advocate for whatever you want to advocate sure, for. Yeah. 
But you tell somebody they can't do something, there's a second step to that that nobody ever takes into account, right? The second step to telling somebody they can't do something is, or else what? Or else I'm going to send a man with a gun to threaten your life and put you in a cage. Yeah, and when, when these laws get made, people, you'll, sit, you'll make a statement like that, and somebody will say, oh, you're being hyperbolic. It's like, okay, let's, let's follow this chain exactly where it goes. So you tell me, and I've got buddies that have experienced this, Ian Anderson, or uh, Ian Anderson, why do I always call Ian him Smith. That? Ian Smith yep. uh, wanted to keep his gem open. They told him no. Yeah, and, Jersey, Belmont, New Jersey. Yeah, and then <clears throat> they find the shit out of him, and if he doesn't respond legally, they will come arrest him at gunpoint. That's how it works. That, Bro. They did worse than that. Yeah, well, they, they, he, he just took the door off his building. But. Well, they, so what did they do? <clears throat> they flooded his, his building mm. with septic. With, yeah. Right? Well, they turned off the services, yeah. They which, flooded which that, him. That was the effect, yes. And then went in, and he failed a health inspection. And they had a health inspection the next day. Yeah. They, yeah. Co- this is, they literally coordinated an attack on an American citizen. That's the government coordinating an attack on its own citizen. Well, look, you know, Obama That's, dropped I mean, bomb. technically a biological warfare. Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, it's it's not great, but it's that that you have to follow these things out to a logical conclusion. Like the a good law is three things: it's it's clear, concise, and enforceable. That's the the hallmark of a good law: mm-hmm. clear, and that it is very obvious what it's saying. Concise is that it's limited in scope, only sure. to that one thing, mm-hmm. and enforceable, which means it actually has teeth at some point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To make people do it if it if it is indeed comes to that, <clears throat> and the teeth of all of these laws about like in canada they're fucked man they're this bill that passed in 2016 about misgendering people and now they're going to pass another one about um the news media sometime soon it's coming soon there was one i saw jordan peterson had shared it and this was so dystopian and heartbreaking I, i couldn't believe it was true and it turned out to be true there was a father and a who was going through a nasty divorce with his wife and the wife had convinced her like 15 year old son mm. that that he was really a she and began uh hormonal treatments and pre-surgery processes for this 15 year old and the father wouldn't sign off on it so they put him in jail he went to jail and then the kid Went ahead and, and at 15 years old, mind you, went, went ahead with, with the procedure. I, I, we failed as a society. That that, that that entire community didn't come together with pitchforks and, get the, and, and force the jail to release that, that father that night. Yeah, it's interesting. People ask, how, <clears throat> people ask how the Holocaust happened, right? And I'm not, I'm not convinced that most German citizens knew, but a lot of people knew, right, what was going on. Hard to, hard to keep that from... Yeah, yeah. From, it's hard, it's hard to know. keep the ash falling down yeah. on the city from burning people alive. Yeah, it sure looks like this place used to be busier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people wonder how, like, how could something like that happen? Well, they, they blame it on what they call it, the fog of war they blame it on. Yeah, or, yeah. But it's, we're seeing it now. It's like people are fucking brutish they're crazy what scares me now and I, i'd love your thoughts on this you know because you're you know you're, you're very well studied on this you know that the kind of hegelian dialectic the idea that this far left is going to somehow either win or we're going to return to normalcy is is not historical precedent it's right. either the far left is going to win or it's going to be get a far right 
and they're going to battle it out for who wins, and the people in the middle are going to be screwed either way. You know, uh, the situation that I see, and I and I again, I, the people listening to this, if, if you haven't if you haven't offed yourself, thank you. But the um, I don't see Nazi Germany. I see I see Franco Spain. Okay. I, I see a, a concept of you have communists and anti-communists, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see this rising red pill Christian nationalism fill that role, and they're just as repressive. Oh yeah, yeah. they're just, just as repressive. Just on different subjects. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Listen, you know, between the LGBTQs and 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 the hardcore Christians, I got friends on both sides, but. To me, you're the same people. You like drinking wine and kneeling in front of half-naked men. I mean, this is – you guys got the same kind of vibe. I don't know why you can't get along. Bob, you want to address that? What? That you – like drinking wine and kneeling in front of half-naked men? Yeah. Yeah, you described my Saturday night and my Sunday morning. Boom. Nailed it. Fair enough. Yeah. There wait, you go. wait. There's Con- your, continuous there's your, or – There's your clip. I just yeah. one into the other. Depends on how, how much wine, how much sacrament <laughs> there is. So, yeah. you know, these – to me, from the outside looking in, live your life however you want, uh, man. Yeah. But it's the proselytizing trying to force us to pick a side. Mm-hmm. And in that kind of Hegelian dialectic, that center gets ripped apart. You have either the communist right or, you know, the neo-nationalist totalitarian, or the communist left or the neo-nationalist, you know, totalitarian right. How does the normal people, let's say, the, the, the people in the center that just want to be left alone, leave others alone, live their life, how do we assert control if all we ever want is to be left alone yeah. well i mean the the laissez-faire stuff has got to go like the live and let live you can't do that anymore you think so yeah you can't like it, it and i'm not saying you have to um <clears throat> tell people other people what to do but you have to say no decisively and collectively when somebody tells you what to do that's step one and that's this this power of the few over the many is like mm-hmm. tinkerbell it only exists because you believe it exists sure you know what I mean? And it, what, but what, it has to come from within, though, I think, Dan. I think, like, somebody on the left has to. It's not the left. Somebody on the right is never going to convince somebody on the left because they're too, <laughs> they're too entrenched right now. Right. You know, they, they're, they're, it's, it's too Hatfield and McCoy's. Mm-hmm. It's even though I know this is wrong, I'm not going to give you the win. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the grave with oh, this, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody, what would it take for somebody on the left to be like, dude, this is too much? Even Robert Kennedy coming out, the left is killing him. Yeah. Marianne Williamson said, I always thought that, you know, the, the, the racists and the crazy people were all on the right. I've never heard anything as bad as when I said, you know, I, I just debated Kamala Harris. I never heard. And that was all from the left. And that was caught on a hot mic. And still she stays. Yeah. Running for president <laughs> in there again. I, I, I don't know. I just I can't gather that level of codependence. I don't know what it is. I think the. You know, aside from the the micro stuff like spending your money wisely, um, there's the only real hope is to, while they're trying to extract wealth, you extract power. And how do you do that, right? So the way to extract power from the government is to find problems that the government is trying to solve and solve them yourself as a community. Because once they don't have leverage over the community anymore, they don't have power over the community. Start a mercenary company. Uh, Check. Got yeah, it. that's pretty much where I was going. Got it. <laughs> We're going to start <laughs> right. the American Wagner group. There we go. Um, but that's that's the first thing you do is start to erode their power a little bit because it is like Tinkerbell. It only exists because collectively people agree it does. Mm-hmm. There's like 700 people that are elected in D.C. and then another couple of thousand, maybe let's call it 20,000, sure. that are running all this stuff. And to be honest, one small city in America could go take that place down whenever they wanted well, to. Not that we want that. I'm just saying it, it's not – 
ultimately power comes down to one man with a gun and another man with a gun. Well, you said it earlier, and, and you're right about this, and I wish people understood how right you were. Hyper-localism is the way to go. Because mm-hmm. they can make whatever rules they want to make in D.C., but if the cop in Gainesville decides not to enforce it, that rule means nothing. Yeah, that's why I... I that law is, means nothing. This is what I advocate for, and I've, I, I understand that libertarian people run for president to bring... Money. No, well, some of it. The old, the old libertarians were definitely about money. Yeah. But it's about not notoriety, but about exposure, like letting people know that there's another option. Sure. But um, <clears throat> the process of taking over local, which they could. Oh yeah, certainly. Which take they o- could take over a local government of some sort. Let's call it a city council or a, a county board or Brother, something. Brother, even a school board, people mm. have no idea the power controlling a school board oh, yeah. has. Yeah, but then you start the process of nullification, right? And we've seen the roadmap for it over the last 25 years in California and Massachusetts with both weed and gay marriage. Mm-hmm. So they nullified two very extremely controversial federal laws sure. and got away with it scot-free, right? Do, do you know who's implementing your strategy and, and doing it and winning? Mm-mm. The Justice Democrats, the people who were behind uh, Ocasio-Cortez, the whole squad. They yeah. go in and they go to small local elections and they go to very, very deeply blue-held congressional seats and they run from the left. They run the craziest person they can fucking From find. the left. Yeah, yeah. And they say, if you love the left, you're going to really love this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, then they have yeah. financing, and they go hyper-local. And Meanwhile, they, the Republicans are running George Santos. Sure. <laughs> what the fuck? Sure. And, but the, and they, snuck up, they snuck up on the Democrats because yeah. the Democrats didn't give a shit about yeah. the, 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 28th, the, the, the 28th district of New York. Yeah. They, 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 there wasn't a senator. It wasn't a mayor. They were like, whatever. <clears throat> it's, it's, oh, 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 this is a young whippersnapper. It'll yeah. be good to get some fresh blood. Next thing you know... Half the freaking caucus is, is socialist. But the, the issue is that people that are drawn to politics, and I say this a lot, people that desire power very rarely deserve it, and the inverse of that is also true. People that deserve power very rarely desire it because you don't want to put yourself in a position to be in control over another person. That's not what real power is. So, you know, you just hit the nail on the head, and, I, and this is the, the uh, so, you know, when I talk to other libertarians, my, my big... My, you know, my big thing with them is that you, you, you want to win debates. You don't want to win elections, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, it, it's a self-defeating thing to say to people, give me your money and I'm going to give you nothing back. Give me your money and I'm going to run a campaign to get rid of the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to whittle down the size of government. I'm going to make it more manageable. I'm going to take away the power. And if you're not a complete ideologue, right? If you're not a complete ideologue, you say this is insane. No, why am I giving you the money? I'm going to give the money to the Democrat who's going to give me this contract. I'm going to give $10 million to this candidate because then somehow, <laughs> some way, magically, my general contracting company is going to get the $15 million renovations for all the schools. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the U.S. is spending $4 trillion a year, and that's a lot of fucking people on that tit. Can you, can you honestly run a Democratic-style government that will ever vote to limit its own power. Of course not. So that, so it, it's I mean, a, the only people that ever did it were the first people to do it. Yeah, I, I really think that in retrospect, what they did and why – and Alexander Hamilton argued against it nonstop. Oh, yeah. like, what are we doing? He wanted, what he are wanted, we doing? He wanted George Washington to be king. Yeah, what are we doing? 
We we uh, paid for this. So did John Adams, by the way. We, John, t- we, we took all the risk. Yeah. What do we mean? Why are we giving these people equal share? This is bullshit. We should be the aristocrats now. Yeah. You know, and and it took a couple hundred years, but that I, that that ideology is is kind of died out. And I do believe a lot of the reason why you said like, where does this stuff come from? And this is just conspiracy theory for my part mm. i think a lot of the reason why a lot of the anti-white stuff a lot of the anti um, the, the cis male stuff a lot of the anti-freedom stuff comes from the fact that those heroes that we have are anti-authority mm. pro-liberty <clears throat> heroes so you can't come out and say liberty is bad although they're starting to say free speech is bad which and people are going along with this but you can't say liberty is bad freedom is bad mm. Equality is bad. You can't say that. But what you can say is those people are bad. Yeah. Those people, that person did this bad thing. And it's like, all right, well, he's bad. So everything he believed is bad. And uh, yeah, so anybody you know that talks about freedom, hmm. he's like that slave. He's basically a slave owner. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, if you read um, Manufacturing Consent, right? Or if you read about Manufacturing Consent from, uh, what's his nuts? God, I can't remember his stupid fucking name now. Um, anyways, <clears throat> uh that's kind of how it goes, right? So you can't necessarily, and somebody did a bit on it just the other day. Edward Herman? No. Um, somebody did a bit on it just, I can't remember who it was. Um, but essentially you can't, like you said, you can't call these ideas bad. So you... Character assassination. Yeah, so it's like the idea, think about, <clears throat> think about the idea of individual liberty. That sounds good to pretty much everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But then you take the idea of individual liberty and you associate it with somebody that's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then, you know. You, you know who loved freedom? Yeah. Marilyn you, Manson. You know, you know, love freedom? Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, you know who wore pieces of flair? Fucking Nazis. There you go. And, yeah. Um, no, it wasn't any of them. But anyways, um, that's kind of how it goes, right? It's just manipulative language and shit like that. But Did you slip in an office space reference? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Solid. Um, yeah, so Very droll. it's it is droll. Yeah, I am droll. Yeah, is that right? Editors are saying I was right. told there would be snacks. <laughs> there are no snacks. Uh, red stapler. Don't jump to conclusions. Um, so, but that that's like the the only hope we actually have is to hyper localize everything, right? Is that the only hope? the the other The other hope, and I guess this is kind of I I have mixed feelings about even my career because. I'm I'm part of this parallel economy. You know, we're doing things at the Blaze, we're doing things at that show tonight, we're doing things at Gas Digital. That I'm never going to be on Kimmel. I'm never going to be on on uh, ABC. I'm never going to be on Comedy Central. But there's a lot of people like me, so we're starting our own thing, and it's getting very popular. You know, and the problem now becomes they're forcing us to do that. They're forcing us to make our own way. But now if you have a split culture, and now if economically I don't need you at all, <clears throat> why am I even being nice to you? Why am I even being cordial to you? Well, not just from their perspective, too. They've got to find a way to get their control back over you. So it, it, it implies some kind of future conflict, whether it's violent or not as TBD. But, I mean, it does imply some future conflict. Kind of like conflict. an Eastern, Eastern, Western, Rome split type of a deal? Yeah, but, I mean, who, like, it... We're not again. Maybe, maybe after this current sorting process that's happening, it would make more sense. But geographically, it wouldn't make sense. There's no north and south in America anymore. No, but there's like four distinct regions it could it could bust into. Sure, but the the region that includes 
Do you, um, do you see secession as an as an <clears throat> actual likelihood? I think the federal government should be dissolved entirely. Not what you not what you believe. What do you what do you like ascertaining the landscape by twenty thirty initiative twenty thirty the twenty thirty WEF stuff? It it does America as we know it today exist twenty thirty? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's going away. I don't think people have the balls to do anything. To be honest, if you want my real opinion, I, there's some outside chance that Texas might, but the most of the right-leaning people, and it is mostly right-leaning people that have left California and moved here, mm-hmm. um, they're center-right. They're not going to do that. And people are very romantic about the idea of the United States for some reason as well. Um, Good propaganda. Uh, you know, they I, make, I guess. From the, from the day you walk into uh, you know, the public <clears throat> school, they teach you, shut up, sit down, be obedient, put your hand over your heart, and you know, swear your life to the flag. Yeah. I would much rather... Um, you want to talk about grooming. Yeah, no shit. I I would like I I'd much prefer to sort myself and choose my allies based on principles than you know I guess geographic coincidence. Sure. Uh, I don't know what else you would call that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, oh, I was born here, so I believe this. We yeah, don't, but we don't, don't you, do don't that you with think people else. would move to those regions? Like, I, in a weird way, wouldn't it be like a great experiment to be like, all right, here we go. We're gonna do like a ten-year run. California is going to go full communist. What's well, happening right now, right? Not not We're, California going communist. That's been the case. Yeah, for a while. yeah, yeah. But it is the great the great sorting, if you want to call it that, in modern parlance. That is what's happening right now. Yes, yes, but I don't think for the right reasons. I think, like you talked about New Jersey before, right? Like Phil Murphy is a horrible, horrible, horrible uh, 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 dictatorial governor. Mm. He won re-election by the slimmest of margins in a, in a state where there's two registered Democrats for every Republican. He still won by, I think, less than 50,000 votes, and there was still like some question about that. He forced like a million and a half people out of the state over his four years. So if even 100,000 of those million people stay, he loses that election. So the harder he is on his opponents, the more political power he gains. There's no benefit to consensus anymore. It's, it's better for their power to be as harsh as possible on their opponents to force them out. Maybe, yeah. So, I mean, so, there, so there's been some notable effects in California, Pennsylvania, and New York especially. Like each one of those states lost a congressional seat in the last – uh, census. Mm-hmm. Whereas Texas gained two, sure. Florida gained one, North Carolina gained one, mm-hmm. right? So there, there is, <clears throat> there are federal implications. I don't know about the state sure. necessarily, but there's certainly federal. Implications. I think that's a trade that they they're willing to make, especially if they are able to to, to own all the judges on the lower circuit courts. I, you know, I, I, how much power does a, a junior congressman actually wield? You know? uh, yeah, not much. I mean, the power to fucking put pork in federal bills that's pretty much it. pretty much it you know it's it's you know it's a uh it's it's, they're basically a lobbyist for their district Mm -hmm. you know um but i also do think if anything good came out of these last three years way more people than ever before in my life have a distrust a healthy distrust of these institutions which is great yeah because that's kind of what our whole country's founded on yeah <laughs> you know what i mean that was the point of starting this goddamn place in the first Dude, place but also i mean you 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 know you're you're a tough libertarian you know smart guy 
I bet these were harder conversations to have with people five, six years ago than they are now. They're more open to the conversation and they're more open to the perspective that we're presenting today yeah. than they ever have been in my entire life. It's definitely easier to have the conversation because I've been having this conversation for 10 or 15 years now, not just about, not about libertarianism, but about a healthy distrust of any kind of institution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I talk to somebody on the left and like, okay, you don't want people telling you what to do with your body. You don't want people telling you what you can do because of your fucking race or something. You don't want people telling you what you can do sexually. Now the other side, they don't want people telling them what to do either. Like you're all kind of distrustful of the same. Yeah. But the difference is I'm the good guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That it's so fucking pedantic. But that, that idea. The is difference so is, is that I'm the good guy. Okay, it's so like when when they hated Donald Trump and they're they're like you know on, in one breath Donald Trump is literally Hitler. On the other breath, we need socialized medicine. It's like okay, so you want Hitler in control of your health? Yeah. How am I? What's going on? <laughs> what's happening I mean, here, it's man? So Help fucking, me out. It's just so goofy. Uh, <clears throat> a very good principle is that you should imagine any kind of institutional or state power in the hands of your worst enemy. Worst enemy. Because that's where it's going to end up at some point in your lifetime, right? No doubt about it. So what's the solution to that? It's not to have no state. I don't think most people... I would love that, but I don't think most people are comfortable with that. No. not Well, not everybody's a trained hunter-killer. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, that's the... Um, but there, there has to be... I mean, the obvious solution is the one that we set up in this country in the first place, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, federalism, keeping power at the lowest possible level. It's fucking brilliant when you look back at it. These mm-hmm. guys really did nail it, man. And they knew it. They knew. They knew that it was going to it was it was going to come under attack almost immediately. Oh yeah. You know. Jefferson they, especially knew. Jefferson knew it's too bad that he and Adams had all those squabbles because I feel like Jefferson being a bigger part of of Washington's presidency and, and being involved more. He was Secretary of State, but being involved mm-hmm. more and, and some of that stuff would have been pretty nice because uh, Alexander Hamilton was out there trying to fucking make a new aristocracy and he succeeded. It just took longer than he thought. Yeah. You know, well, because he was spending <laughs> too much time banging all the other guys' wives. Yeah, fair enough. But who amongst us hasn't, you know? Uh, so, uh, look, we got to get out of here, but because <clears throat> Giorgio's getting restless. His his weed is wearing off. Fair enough. And I could tell he needs another burrito now. <laughs> My tummy was growling. Yeah, I Well, heard if anybody's listening to this, uh, you know, shameless plug, I'm going to be at the Sunset Strip Comedy Club tonight at 8 o'clock. You can come Sweet. check it out. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, if you can, check out Slick and Thick on Gas Digital every Monday and Saturday with uh, the, the great UFC fighter, Mickey Gall. Incredible, dude. It's a lot of fun. We've got uh, great guests. We had Roger Stone on this week and uh, Rush- Rashad Evans. Uh, if you ever find yourself in uh, South Florida, we'd love to have you on. Man. Yeah, That'd we're out there a lot. Where are you exactly? Boca Raton. Okay, where I don't know where that is. Uh, Fort Lauderdale area. Okay, cool. So near Miami. What's up? I don't trust women from Boca. That's a rule I have. What'd you say? I don't trust women from Boca. That's, that's anti-Semitic. It is because they're not only anti-Semitic <laughs> but a little ageist as well because they're all sixty-five-year-old Jews. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Did what you happened? get did, so Giorgio's fantasy is to hook up with like a sixty-five-year-old woman uh-huh. who's uh, maybe she's a rich divorcee, but she's got a boat somewhere. And he at a doesn't like town. Boca. I feel like he's been burned or something. Did I she have. give you chlamydia? Wow, I have an ex from Boca. Really? Yeah, it's hard. How old is she? What's she look like? Pull up her IG. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mom now. Oh so boy! I, oh good. I, so we know she puts out. Yeah. yeah, I got out early. Nice. But, uh, yeah. 
Just uh, just it's the amount of like sports cars that are there and the women that are attracted. Yeah, to it's them. it's uh, it's Beverly Hills, Florida. Exactly. Yeah, we we live we, you know I live in in uh, Fort Lauderdale, but the the studios in Boca. But there's still women out there that want to go slumming, and look, there's not a bigger slum on earth than you, my friend. There's bro, really not. Yeah. Listen, Fort Florida's paradise, man. If if listen, bro, if you. Uh, I'm not even going to get it. So the booze, Hardy F, we sponsor the Marlins, so we're down there in Miami. Oh, dope. Pretty pretty frequently. So That's yeah. what's up, man. Yeah, I'll hit you up. We'll, we'll go to a ball game next time I'm down there. Hell yeah, that'd be dope, man. And that'd tell everybody awesome. where they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, I'm uh, at Gerard DGAF on uh, Instagram. I got uh, Gerard Michaels on TikTok if you're into the, the Chinese communism version. And uh, I'm on YouTube, Gerard Michaels. You check us out. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Sweet. And this is, uh, at the end of every show, we do something called the Drinking Bro of the Week where you give a shout out to somebody who kind of inspired you to become the person you are today. A shout out to somebody who inspired me to become the person I am today. Uh, the I'll tell you what, man. I'll give a shout out to my co-host Mickey Gall. He's a, he's a phenomenal dude, an incredible guy. Coming off of back surgery, uh, you know, watching him rehab from literally not being able to sit to where he is now, where he got his body into the the condition it is, and you know, being able to do two shows a week with me while he does two workouts a day for for his career. He's an impressive dude. If if you can follow Mickey Gall and and, uh, and uh, you know, get, give he's, he's he's well worth your time. Sweet man. Well, thanks for coming today. I appreciate it. I know, yeah, dude. This was my pleasure, man. Really, really. I've, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. Thanks, I'm glad we got to that. talk it up, man. Yeah, it was great. I like Gas Digital too, you guys. It, it's it is nice to see you know Gas and some other organizations kind of bringing a bunch of people together that aren't fucking captured by all this nonsense yeah you know it's, i don't really care what you believe it's just like neither do they as yeah. as the great uh lewis j gomez says politics are gay <laughs> uh so he said that on tucker carlson which is, is amazing yeah um but the the truth of the matter is like uh, just be funny man mm-hmm. just be funny and i i i maybe this sounds uh, idealistic but if we can get back to enjoying one another i think a lot of this stuff will fall to the wayside if if they keep us if they keep us and everybody knows this and this is cliche but if if they keep us at odds with one another they can keep controlling us (laughs) but once we realize we're the same people and we start pointing our direction at them that i think i think the i think it's going to crumble i really do Mm -hmm. i think we'll we'll see the emperor has no clothes but I, i don't you know i don't know if somebody's trying to divide you they're trying to conquer you, right? Couldn't that's agree more. The, no, the hard thing is who, right? That's that's the one I just can't like. It's so hard to find the who. Who is the tip of the spear in all this mm. messaging? Where is this all coming from? Bill Gates, probably. You think? It's, you think? No, I have no idea. Probably well, Soros, I would yeah. imagine. Alex Soros, one yeah. of them. Well, he's the new one, yeah. Klaus Schwab. <laughs> that's a that's a menacing name, isn't it? Klaus. Anybody named Klaus is uh, I don't I don't trust them for obvious reasons, right? Because I don't like uh, gas chambers, I guess. Yeah, it's you know, oh, yeah, it's just a just a global super government of people who aren't elected that want to control everything about your life. What could possibly go wrong? Well, before we get into any more conspiracy theories, we gotta get, gotta get out of here. <laughs> so uh, for uh, for all you dicks out there. You know, if you if you enjoyed this, make sure you go over and check out um, uh, Draw's show. What's it called? Slick and Thick. Slick and Thick. Yep. Slick and Thick. And who's which one's thick? Ah, uh, that would be. Okay, good. <laughs> and you guys check out the show. We'll see you later.